Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Talking Trotters. Yes, the big three or three decades worth in new, in numbers, <laughs> in episodes, not in years, that'd be ludicrous, of Talking Trotters. Of course, the podcast that looks back at the week's developments from Bolton Wanderers Football Club from the point of view of a few of us Bolton Wanderers fans. And uh, we've got a slightly reduced lineup tonight. Of course, me, Jim Bailey, as you've probably noticed, is along for the ride. We've got Chris Ider as well. Hello. And we are joined by Jack Tilsley. It's been a while. It has, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Not too That's bad, it. not too bad, of course. Jack from Alternative Sports Show, 6 till 7 every Wednesday on Bolton FM, at least for the next couple of weeks. Good plug, good yeah. plug. Yeah, well, I've got to slide them in, got to slide them in. <laughs> but yeah, no Anthony, so... Well, you won't miss much, though. He doesn't, doesn't send out, does he? <laughs> oh, he is here. No, that's, that, that's <laughs> roughly what it sounds like. He is a very quiet talker, which is an odd trait to have in a presenter. It is. And but, uh, I've been listening to his drive times, though, and they're not too shabby, to be fair. No, Ian, right. uh, Paddy, they they do very well together, yeah, they've don't got they? Yeah, they've got a bit of a chemistry going on there. Oh. They've built up a bit of a rapport, but there you go. He's not bothered joining us tonight, so boo to him. And we've no Dan either. Well, Dan, it's going to be a little bit easy for my end of things editing this episode because... Well, Dan- you, you won't have Dan going all the way over here and then all the way over here and like, way. Well, it's that, and the other thing about it is he speaks at 100 miles an hour and he could do a slowing down a bit. Oh, and yeah. He's very poor, and this is a, a trait for Ant as well, bad use of the word obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Well, that's the thing with anything where you're, you're recording your voice. It's slow down, and if you think you're going too slow, slow down a little bit more. And that was one of the hardest things for me to learn when I started doing this, because anyone that knows me in real life will know that. I usually talk about this fast, and I just, you know, no one can really tell what I'm saying, especially the foreign. Well, there we go, then. Every time on holiday, it's like, I speak English, but can you just slow down? I'm like, yeah, how's about this? What? Well, there you go. Plenty to talk about, though, on this week's edition of Talking Trotters. And, uh, well, I suppose we better start with yesterday's snooze fest, shall we say, against uh, Bristol Rovers at the University of Bolton Stadium. Daryl Murphy's 83rd minute header cancelled out. Johnson Clark Harris's opener for the visitors that came in the 62nd minute. Following what was a drab first half, sadly the match was overshadowed by... The injury to the returning Will Buckley, making his third debut for Bolton Wanderers. And now he's off and out for the rest of the season with a broken leg, which is not great. He was on the pitch for eight minutes. I mean, it's it's just really not good news, really, is it? I don't quite know where to start with this result. I don't think I can talk what Jack said, because in our group chat, very scathing. I think you said it was one of the worst matches you've ever it been was, to. It was atrocious. The standard of football from both sides was shocking. I mean, this from what I've been hearing, this is possibly one of the only matches that can claim to come close to a boring Bolton versus Fulham usually is. Yeah. yeah. Honest, honestly, it was the first half was Atrocious. I said to my dad after five minutes, it's the worst first five minutes I've ever seen. About 15 passes that just went nowhere near their intended oh. targets. From And to be fair, it wasn't just Bolton, it was both sides. But Well, they had not won in 10. They yeah. not scored this year, had they? No. no. Do you know what was the very worst thing? I was here doing Wanderers Live with Neil and... Joe Mills, I managed to keep a tally because he mentioned it a couple of times. That was a good trait for a commentator to do. 16 free kicks in the first half. Oh, yeah. Jesus. 16. 
That's a lot of free yeah, that, kicks. That ref was keen on his whistle as well. Yeah. It was a poor performance from the referees last time. Well, to be fair, a lot of the a lot of the officials we've had this season haven't really known what a whistle is or does no, or where rubbish. he keeps it or I mean we have had some terrible refereeing this season. But again, I don't think <laughs> that it's necessarily a Bolton Wanderers problem. I think it's just a League One problem. Well EFL problem with the, the standard of refereeing, but I mean, we can go on about that and every week, to be honest with you. I think yeah. we've devoted a lot of time so far on the previous 29 episodes to how crap the refereeing is in our division. Next port of call, the Buckley injury. Now, oh, can we not? What Right, can we not? Just can't catch a break. Can oh, we? Just... We get just no luck whatsoever. At least there's still Bolton Wanderers Football Club. That's some portion of good luck. Oh, well, of course, said. yeah, of course. I mean, we, it, you know. It's like you couldn't rise. But it's, it is since night. then. It's like the... It's like we've used up all our good karma getting that takeover done, and since then, it's just been an opportunity for luck to kick us in the balls when we're down. I mean, since the takeover went through, we, we've not we've had very little good fortune, shall we say? Well, we beat Bristol Rovers at their place. That was a small sliver, and then there was a couple of good matches in. Yeah, November. I mean, we've had a couple. We've had good performances, but it just seems that whenever there's something that's going to go either way, that isn't necessarily to do with ability or skill when it just comes down to that slice of luck or that slice of good fortune or bad fortune, we always seem to get the thin end of the wedge. Like with this Buckley injury, you know, he's had a, he had a horrible injury with his knee, with that fractured kneecap. He proved himself to be fit enough to get re-signed. We re-sign him and eight minutes into his re-debut, he's done. I don't quite know what to say about that because Buckley, he was let go on the 10th of January, yeah. if I'm correct, Gets re-signed on the Monday. He's put in the match day squad. And what hasn't been mentioned, we might as well cover this right now. There was just the one change from the Portsmouth game. Daryl Murphy, who missed the match due to being given compassionate leave by the club. He was put in the starting line for Joe Doddu. Joe was on the bench. Apparently, according to Bolton News, this was mentioned in the same breath as the Buckler return. He... Dennis Politic and Jason Lowe, apparently they missed training all week due to an illness. That no, been... they've not been to China, have they? I don't... Well, I can't well, say for that, certain. That would be our luck, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that? But, well, as it turns out, Doddy was the only guy who went on the bench. Lowe and Politic, they were fine to start. Yeah. Politic apparently seemed to uh, have a very good game, as did... Yeah, I thought Politic was one of the standouts. Toto Enciala appeared to get a good deal of press as well, but, again, I think I might well have heard this, he was at fault for the Bristol Rovers goal. Yeah, yeah think, it did seem to be. I the whole defence was. But you said, you said on atrocious defending for that goal. You said on Alternative Sport earlier tonight, before we recorded this, that our previous centre-back partnership, you don't think that they conceded no, that goal? No, I don't. I don't. But that's easy, it's easy to say, isn't it? But I think the way... If we have a look at some of the highlights from earlier in the season of our yeah. defending, maybe you'll revise that. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I, I saw such an innocuous ball into the box just get... And Clark Harris literally just strolled in on yeah. the six-yard line with no competition at all for the ball. It was, It's just gone behind a cross goal. All you've got to do is get it out for Someone a get a touch on it. Yeah. And it was not one of those balls that you think, oh, there's nothing you can do about that. It's just a pass across the box, yeah. and there's, there's no one. No one's dealt with it. All Enciala had to do, stick his foot out. If it goes in the back of the net, at least he's tried to defend it. Yeah. And if it goes out for a corner, you think, well done, Toto, that's very good work. Yeah. Well, you. that's it, yeah, and, you, yeah. and then that gives you the opportunity then to reset your defence, get ready to defend the corner. You know, you get your men back in the box and you can yeah. go again. It was all just like, 
what has happened there. I don't. I I was I was sort of stunned by it because I didn't. I didn't. I saw it. I had nil nil written all over it. But me. you weren't too far out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst thing was besides the fact Bolton conceded, and then the heavy deluge just seemed to. I don't. I don't know how bad was it down there in terms of the weather. Uh, well, yeah. It, it summed up the game. I think it, it just started absolutely lashing it down, and it was it was freezing as well. It was really cold. Yeah, yeah. it was cold, cold throughout yeah. Bolton. Yeah, yeah, well, I was I was working last night, so that's why I wasn't on Wanderers Live, and I came out of work in Wigan, and that it was it was pretty wet then, and yeah, I had the, I had the, the the joys of walking past the DW Stadium just in time to hear Wigan's ninetieth minute winner. Oh, crazy. No, that, that is not something you want to No, hear. I just heard a big cheer and I was like, oh, it looks like Wigan have scored. And then I thought about it and I was like, actually, it was quite a big cheer that at Wigan's ground. Maybe it's the away fans because, what, seven or eight they usually get? Yeah. <laughs> They're not oh, thousand yeah. people. Yeah. But it's Wigan, it's it, a rugby it's, town. It's true. But uh, no, it was Wigan that scored. <laughs> but yeah, that's when I looked on my phone and I was like, oh, Wanderers are playing. How are we doing? And we were losing. And I didn't check before all night. And then I spoke to my mate and he was going on how horrible the game was and he was fed up watching it. And I just, until this morning, I thought we'd lost. Oh, right. So you didn't find out. No, it was only this morning when my dad said, oh, I thought we lost last night. I was like, did we not? He was like, no, we equalised. <laughs> I was like, what? But my, my mate Danny had been to the game, come round to my house afterwards, didn't mention the result. Yeah. Like, so I just, because he was so negative, I just assumed we'd uh, lost. Yeah, at half time. I was thinking I would so all I want from the second half is just an attacking performance. I don't think we really got that, if I'm no. honest. I think it was a terrible game. I think you can tell both teams are so badly out of form. With Bristol Rovers, it's perhaps understandable because they were flying so high under Coughlin and then mm. he decided, well, I want to be closer to my family in Sheffield. Mansfield Town were available and that's how he ended up leaving the club. And Ben Garnett, you can offer him a bit of sympathy as well because this is his first managerial role. He's only 39 years old well, as well. It's, it's never easy, is it, when you've got a team that's going so well? You saw it with Lincoln, didn't you, when uh, True. Cowley's yeah. left. When you have a change of manager and it's going so well. It's, it's, it's like, not as simple as just go like and it's keep it going. It's almost like the opposite of a bounce from a new yeah. manager. That being said, I get the feeling they're getting a little bit more to grips under Michael Appleton. I don't think they're going to get relegated this term. No, They'll no. consolidate, which is what the aim should be for any promoted side yeah, after de- all. Definitely. So the thing is, as long as you've got, is it three teams now that are going down? Because Yeah, that's as right. As long as you've got three teams worse than you, you'll be fine. There's a lot, lot of teams worse than Lincoln. You've, yeah. got, you've got Tyler Walker who's scoring goals all yeah, over that- the place, so they'll be fine. Although I do question the decision to let Ari Toffolo go, but this isn't a Lincoln football podcast. Yes, this yes. is a Buxton football podcast, lest we forget. I'm trying to think if there were any other standout spots from last night, and I'm struggling here. Header, header was a great goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice yeah, goal for me. And that, and that sort of typified him for me. I thought he did absolutely nothing up until that goal. First chance he got, put it in, fair play. But as a striker, that's all you need, that's to, all do. You need to do. That's perfectly fine. Did, did you hear his interview after the game? I don't recall listening to it, no. Mind you, the problem as such was, because of the Buckley injury, we had eight minutes of added on time. Yeah. yeah. And by the time we're getting ready to finish with Wanderers Live, we got two minutes yeah. of that. Uh, we just had to quickly say, all right, Joe, thanks very much, good night, bye, and uh, if you want to respond, go to the Facebook and Twitter yeah. pages right now, just give you five words. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the news. Yeah, yeah. that well, was it. Well, the Murphy interview for me was an eye-opener because he was clearly frustrated and yeah. really annoyed, and he said it like it was, which I think we've been missing a bit recently. Mm. 
he was sort of saying it was a terrible performance. We didn't create much in front of goal. Which is a striker. Yeah. We That's got got to be annoying. It's perfectly reasonable. And he, and he said, and I think the interview said, oh, you must be pleased to get a goal. And he said, yeah, but a point's not really. No. A po- a points don't help us. That's the facts. Well, no, One not really. One point in a game, a draw, does not help us, especially no. when you're playing at home to mid-table side. Yeah. But I, I, I can't can't agree with you more on that one. But it just it's just one of them. As we saw, well, as we, as we've been seeing, we've been discussing for a few weeks now. Once again, not a great performance, but some real vitriol on social media again. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stick. And again, you, you know, you've got fifty people on social media calling for the manager's head. That isn't representative of any kind of majority within the fan base. No, it is. I do still believe that it is a vocal minority, and I feel that's not all. A, I think it's a minority, but some of that vocal minority. Just they give their heads a wee wobble and, and look at this actual situation that the manager's in and yeah. think who realistically could do a better job. People say, oh, let's bring Sam Ricketts in. It's like, why would no. Sam Ricketts come? Yeah, well, yeah, Sam Ricketts has got a really good Anfield and he's got, he's got a really good project exactly. going on at Shrewsbury. Oh, yeah, I'll sack that off. And we're, um, and we're getting relegated to League Two with exactly. who, who limited do, finances. Who do these people think is actually going to come and, and take over this club in a management role when you, what you're offering or what, what Football Ventures could offer if we needed to get a new manager is look like we nailed on for going down. Can't really offer anybody any good wages. We've, we, we've got an embargo of how many players yeah. we can have. Yeah. You know, would you like Apart from the that, shitty end of this stick yeah. or would you like to stay with your lovely project over there at Shrewsbury? No-brainer. I don't think you can even judge. Hill and Flick. I, I of will, course, I, can't. I will, oh. I will admit some of the, I was questioning some of yeah. the decisions yesterday. But when you've got when you're looking at a position, you know, let's just say I know centre mid. You're 60 minutes into a game. I'll set me one of my centre midfielders. He's tiring. He's not had the greatest performance. I need to bring him off. Who've I got on the bench? Yeah, <sighs> that's yeah, that's true. Fuck crap! What do I do? Yeah, you know, and I, I'm not surprised. Pete, I've heard, I've seen people say, oh, he doesn't know what his best team is. Well, it's because he doesn't have a best team. Yeah, he doesn't he, he have doesn't, a good team. He, no, he doesn't. He, he has what he's cobbled together in two days, plus what we've managed to and figure out in this window on an embargo that allows us to only have a certain amount of players. And we, can, we know when we go, when we're approaching a player, if a player is going to be a, a good player for this level. He's going to want wages that reflect being a good player at this and level. Gonna go to we can't, and he's going to go to yeah, We can't offer those wages. We have to offer lower wages than everybody else because that is the situation we find ourselves in. Unless you can offer the going rate for good players, you ain't going to get players that are good enough. And then it doesn't matter who you've got in charge. Pep Guardiola could come in and working with the players we've got, he'd stay on there and he'd go, well, what do you want me to do with this? Yep. Do you recall what we said? I can't remember how far back this was, but it sounded like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. He was the guy that, back in the summer of 2016, Bolton fans seemed quite keen on mm. getting in. Right, it's all well and good saying that Hasselbank would have been a good choice, but I think you counteracted by saying something along the lines of, well, who's he going to get to fit into the style of football that he wants to play yeah. in League One? Yeah, people well, again last night. Oh, we've gone back to hoofball. Yeah. But as as my mate Danny said to me last night, <clears throat> that was the only time we ever seemed <laughs> to actually penetrate. Well, yeah. The thing is, when you've not got Valinden, when you've not got Bridcut in the middle, spraying the balls out to the wide players, what yeah. else do you expect and us to do? We've got this. Was my point under Parkinson? People were saying he needs to play better football. This is no. boring. It's rubbish. It's horrible to watch. It works. Yeah, it, it was. Works. But when you haven't got players who can play football, if you send them out there and say, "Let's play some nice." 
tick-attacker attacking football, yep. it ain't going to work. We're going to look rubbish and everyone's going to be like, well, they're crap. And yep. that is what the position we're in now. Keith Hill's tried to come in and play his brand of football. Keith Hill likes to play good football. We've seen that. We know that. But he's not got the players to play that football, even at this level. He just doesn't have the players to play this, that football. And if he gets one injury, it's a massive hole in the team because we've no replacement players. I am looking forward to Ali Crawford coming back. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I can't believe how far ahead of schedule he appears to be. Well, and I that, mean... That is slightly worrying because that has been a trend, hasn't it? It has we've been a trend. We've had it quite a lot. We've had, oh, players have miraculously recovered very quickly and, get, and got injured straight away. Yeah. I, I would much rather we give him two more weeks and make sure he's actually ready because he could even be... One of, well, he, hopefully he will be one of our key players for League 2 and we don't yeah. want him crippled for that no, as well. Quite no, right. that's all priorities. Two other things to consider from last night. One, Joe Bunny was named amongst the substitutes, which was a nice thing for mm-hmm. him, although I did question whether or not it might be too soon for him to be featuring for the senior team. We, we don't know Well, Hill yet. said it, didn't he? Hill said he sort of had to play him, yeah. had to play mm-hmm. him on the bench because we're so weak numbers-wise. Yeah. Second thing, where on earth was Mohamedou Fall? Because not even listed in the squad. He didn't even play for the under-23s the day before no. when they went did, to crew. Um, did Thomason play for the 23s? No. I'm not sure. I'm not, I, 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 I don't know what, where he was. I don't know why he's not been given I more suppose. than a few minutes to kind of prove himself. What I would say is that... In his actual position as well. Ill and Flicker do see him every day on the training ground. And if they don't think he's quite ah. up to speed yet... Maybe yep. he's just not quite up to speed yet. But for me, with his goal-scoring record, give him a bash. And also, you have to play him up front. Yeah. I, I, do, I, I cannot emphasise enough, he cannot play on the wing. From what I've seen of him... So are you talking about Fall or Darcy, who I think you were quite I was, critical I was, of, I was, weren't I was you? Talking, uh, uh, no, I was saying I don't think Darcy should have played on the wing because he's not a winger, but I think it's also the case with Fall. I don't think he should be playing people that play in the middle out on the wing. Yeah. Because... They're not wingers. Darcy was out of the game last night. Yeah, and, and if I don't you think and the thing really is, fault. if you are going to play a player like that out wide, you can't play him as wingers. No, play him as an play him as an inside forward and say, look, we're going to get the ball out wide to you. But what we want you to do is not go down the line and cross it in. We want you to cut inside yeah, and look yeah. for the pass or look for the shot. I'd, ra- I'd so much rather he did that because what you can do then is you can play because he, he he played Hamilton further up for the first half last night. Mm. If you're going to do that, you do. You put Lowe and Murphy in the middle, if you have to. Yeah. And then you play Hamilton and Darcy's inside forwards as such. Yeah. Behind Murphy. And then you play more narrow and you play through the middle. Yeah, it's like, the, it's not, like if, the big Sam 4-5-1 V yeah. formation. If, we, if we've not got... Merges into a 4-3-3 when you're yeah. going forward. If we've not got the strength in the wing positions, then don't play wingers and yeah. play where you've got strength. Don't... Darcy was not involved at all last night. It wasn't his fault at all. I don't. Well, that's it. With a player that's plays further up the field, if you're not getting the ball to them, you can't complain when they don't produce anything because yeah. you're not giving them the opportunity to produce anything. Yeah. And whether that is just, unfortunately, something we have to live with because the players aren't good enough to create chances or whatever, or whether it is a but matter of changing been. it up. I think but they have been. been definitely because, been points. Because uh, definitely against Rochdale, we had chances in that yeah. game. Lincoln, we scored... And also and had, chances. And had chances. And then Portsmouth, even Portsmouth. Yeah. We, yeah. we were attacking second half, we had chances. That was from playing people in the right position. I don't really understand. And I do and I do get the idea of, oh, you've got to change something because it's not working. Mm. And I get that idea with releasing the loan players and getting new ones in. Because that's the only way we were going to... Yeah. It's the only way because it wasn't working well enough. But there is too much change for me at the minute. 
it's all about world building, isn't it? You can't, as you, as Jack says, just think, well, we're going to fall at the first order. All right, reset. Good, we got this system in place. That's not working. Okay, reset. Yeah. yeah. It's just, come on, stick with you've the got method. Give, and you've got to allow the team to cohesively adapt to a, a tactic or a, a, a tactical plan. Yeah. You can't just go, right, we're playing 4-5-1 this week and this is what I want you to do. I yeah. want you to play it. I want you to play mixed passing with high pressing when we lose the ball and when we're defending, we're going to do this kind of shape. And then the next week, we're like, right, we're going to play a 4-4-2. We're not going to press. Yeah. We're going to be all out defence when we lose the ball. Because people just hang on a minute. What am I doing now? Yeah, it's a good point because when we were playing against Portsmouth, second half, we attacked them with a the better side yeah. and we deserved a point. I mean, I understand that they've got to... Obviously, you adapt your tactics depending yeah. on who you're playing against. But, but, but I, don't, I don't, I don't understand what the mentality is in training to go after the Portsmouth game. We've had a good second half and what like we were going somewhere to go. Let's change it completely and play a different system against a different side and yeah. hope that works. Just stick with it. If Bolton yeah. had ended up playing against Bristol Rovers the same way they did against Portsmouth in the second half, I can guarantee the opening bit of this podcast will have been a whole lot oh, more yeah. positive tonight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'd have finally it, been celebrating all, was, a win. Was, all I was craving for at half time was an attacking second yeah. half. Yeah. I'd have rather we'd have lost, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. I'd have rather we'd but have lost, lost 1-0, but gone for it and tried to win the game. Because draws don't get us anywhere. No. And it's good you're mentioning that, because I'm reading the excellent Nat Lofthouse autobiography that Matt Clough has written. Oh, yeah. And it talks about one particular instance. It's in a pretty uneventful match. What Lofty does, though, there's a pass that's hit long, and he's using all his pace it looks like the ball's going to go out of play but he manages to just about keep it in play and I think he ends up trudging it does go out for a goal kick eventually he trudges back to the halfway line but all fans go well done Lofty because he always well done for showing he would chase endeavor. a lost a lost cause because oh. he knew that the fans would appreciate yeah. it uh, that second half performance was one of the most frustrating performances I've seen this season because they were there for the taking mm. they were they were poor yeah and, and you're looking at it thinking all you need to do is attack, move the ball quicker, play forward passes, which is was another very annoying thing about yeah. last night. All we needed to do is, if we move the ball forward, get it into the wide positions or not, or play through the middle, and play it on the floor, instead of just lumping it up, hoping, hoping Murphy, and I understand we had the injury that really, really didn't help yeah. at all. Because then, then you, you've in a way you've wasted two substitutions because you wasted the Buckley coming on, yeah, and then you've had to waste it going off as well. And it's not easy, and it's not easy with the restrictions we've got. But I feel like there are better ways we could be using the squad at the moment. That's what I would say, and that by no way is saying Hill out. That's, no, but by any that's, stretch, that's saying there are better ways of using it. Yeah, the saying that things could be better is yeah. not the same as saying get rid of him. He's crap. Because I don't think that's true. No, I don't, I don't think that's true. And I think, in, again, in Lee, he, he's got a proven record of getting teams out of League yeah. 2. Even for me, if we'd have lost every game this season, yeah. I'd have still probably said keep him in League 2, give him a summer. Yeah, and then next season, I think that's when you've got to start properly judging him. Yeah. As lo- you know, and, and yeah, all right, next season we might be looking again and saying, oh, we know we're still under embargo, blah, 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 blah. But this season, with the, the, the late start, they're not getting the team in, in time. The two days. I don't understand why people thought... Like no, well, not thought. I understand why people thought maybe we can make a go of this, and I can see why people and I think we have were them. hoping if we, that if... we were going to make a, a real challenge to stay up. But realistically, for people to be thinking, once that takeover went through, we got Hill in and we got a team, 
people instantly were like, oh, with this team, Vlinden, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, get out of yeah, it. Well, I was, Stop getting too I excited th- because that's why people are getting disappointed. They're disappointing themselves yeah. and then kicking off about it. I think we have given it a good go, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think because from the situation from, we from found the situation ourselves we were in, those first two games, the Oxford and Sunderland, these first yeah. two games, where we got two draws against two very good sides at League One level. Yeah. And we've done it away at Sunderland as well. I think we've given it a good go. We've we've been unlucky with injuries, but it's not really unlucky because you've got had to get people that yeah. are, you've not really had a choice on who you're getting in. People have had no preseason. I just think it was a situation that we were never going to get out of, and there was that false hope because we I remember being on one of these saying, yeah. "Oh, we can do it." Yeah, we could, I don't think we could ever do it. No, I don't We all got to, we all got taken a little bit yeah. by the optimism and the hope, yeah. and that's great. I'm not against people being optimistic. I'm not. I'm not against people saying, "Hey, you never know." But it's just the fact of when you make these bold statements and then it doesn't happen, you've got to be realistic about why yeah. it's not happened yeah. and not just be like, well, it's crap because I'm not happy with what's going on and because we're not having fun. At the start of this season, no one expected well, yeah. to be having well, any fun. Yeah, well, I, I remember saying at the start when you, I think it was you that asked me a question saying, do you think we can do it? And I said, I want us to be able to. Yeah. And I think with the squad, we can. But the lack of depth, the lack of pre-season... We'll come back to buy. Yeah, it, you know, by no means was it a certainty we were going to be get, you know, be challenging to stay up. No. That's not the way it's gone. But you've got to be. Re- you know, for me, I think we've got to be realistic about it. All I want to see now is us going down with a fire and actually yeah. looking towards pride, next yeah. season. Because some of these sides in League One, I don't think are anywhere near as good as people meant out to be. No, you look, I, you look, you look at the teams like the Bristol Rovers last night. They were fourth when we played them and beat them, and we made them look very average. Yeah. They were they were average again last night. To be fair, when looking back at other games we played and the players we've got at the moment at this moment in time, I look at them and think that'd be a decent team in League Two. That's the kind of team that yeah. if they'd just come yeah. up from League One and not really made any, not just come up from League Two and not really made any massive squad changes, people would be saying, "Well, you know, they've not made massive squad changes. They're a, a decent League One side, but they're a decent League Two side, but they're in League One now, and that's going to be difficult." Yeah. Because if you look at the games in an individual basis, we've challenged in games and we've won some games and we have gained some points. But as you say, that strength in depth isn't there. That it isn't quite well, a league, you know, a league one yeah, capable I think, team. I think it was typified by I can't remember what game it was, but where we played literally our full strength side and had nothing on the bench. Yeah, like, it must have been one of the first games, and you played the full strength, and you're sort of looking at the bench, and it's still all kids. Yeah, and you're sort of like, well, what do you want? You can play for sixty minutes. These players haven't had a pre-season. We played for 60 minutes and they got absolutely battered. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised we've not had more battering, to be honest. We've taken... We've obviously we lost, we lost heavily to Accrington and Rotherham. Yeah. And Lincoln. Yeah. But actually... But I thought the Lincoln one was a little bit freak. The Lincoln one, defensively, was... It was just... There was, like, there was that 10 minutes of madness. But other than that, we seemed like we were very much in the game. Yeah, and Accrington changed on the red card. Yeah. Rotherham was the first day. To be honest, I... Apart Accrington, we were completely outclassed. Yeah. But I don't. I've not really looked at even Accrington. I didn't really look at and thought they're a really good side. Yeah. It was just like, well, we're rubbish. I, I I think I've seen about three really good sides this season from just the games I've yeah. been to. And to be honest, I just, I, the standard of football in this league isn't good for me. I don't think it's. Oh, Jack, you're gonna love League Two then. <laughs> well, no, it isn't. But you look at it. You look at the top six maybe top seven, yeah. and you think, yeah, they're, they're good sides. You've got Oxford, Portsmouth, Sunderland, Ipswich, Rotherham. Yeah. I think Wickham are a bit of a anomaly there. I suppose it helps 
in Gareth Ainsworth's case, I think his first full season in charge, Wickham were nearly relegated from the Football League entirely. Yeah. Yeah. They stuck with him. Look at him now. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I think if you look outside that top six, really, even Coventry, Coventry, yeah. Yeah. Good, good side. They're underperforming for me. But they've got many a problem. Yeah. Yes. And, and you've got teams like Lincoln. Yeah. You've got teams like Bristol Rovers, Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury are going to be up there, I think, now for me. Where are they in the league? They are 16th. They're playing oh, no, right they now against Gillingham. They won't be up there then. No, but... but they'll be... I think... I was impressed with them when I saw them against Liverpool the other day. Yeah, the, way they, the way they attack sides... The way they weren't, they weren't afraid either. And I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Shrewsbury. Yeah, don't yeah. Don't know why. I've just always had. I've quite liked them since they knocked Everton out of the FA Cup years ago when Jepson scored. I think I hold a soft spot for Shrewsbury because a mate of mine that I first met on a radio production course back oh, in yeah. Manchester in 2008, he was from Shrewsbury. Ah. He is a Shrewsbury fan. Oh, he good. attended the game on Sunday and. He even asked me about what's Josh Feller going to be like for you. And I just basically say, goodish player for League One. But yeah. I think Sam Ricketts will be able to get the very best out I, of him. I yeah. agree with that, actually, because the Hibs, he wasn't popular at Hibs. No, he wasn't. But you know, not every signing works out. And if, you know, I don't know enough about Hibs and the setup and what they had Vela doing within that setup to really put a comment. But yeah. I, from seeing him play for us, although. Right, I'm not going to claim he was, you know, one of the greatest players I've ever seen in a Wanderers shirt. I didn't think he was a bad player I by thought, any stretch. I thought he always put effort in. Man. Yeah, and I, and I, and nothing about him made me think he, he's going to struggle up in the bloody Scottish League because I I assumed he'd be one of the better players in the Scottish League because well it's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, one one thing I was very surprised as I was seeing on the tweet section after he left them saying he's lazy yeah. and that really really surprised me because I was like I saw someone saying he was like one of the worst players they'd yeah, ever they, had he, he was never <laughs> never lazy for us no. never he was but it, maybe it's something behind the scenes you know maybe he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't happy at the club maybe the manage, the management wasn't good for him maybe he didn't feel he was being utilised in the right way Yeah. maybe he was get, being given instructions by the manager that meant that he, he was told not to chase down certain things and maybe he was playing within the way the manager wanted him to do and that just came off as yeah. lazy because he'd been told not to chase around like a, an idiot maybe it was a more of a patient style that the manager wanted him to take on I don't know they've been a bit of a weird club since they won the Scottish Cup final back in yeah. 2016 by former Bolton defender Alan Stubbs of course who uh, then yeah. stupidly decided to go to Rotherham yeah I've done this great thing with Ibs we won the Scottish Cup for the first time in 114 years oh I'll do alright with Rotherham and yeah. he wins one of his first 12 and he's gone yeah. and I don't think he's held a management position since no, then no which is a little bit harsh I think because he did do alright with Hibs and I think that it's one of them that at Hibs how much more could he have done at Hibs after winning that Scottish Cup I can understand why he was like my stock is never going to be higher at Hibs now this is the the time to move on whether Rotherham was the right choice of where to move on to (laughs) is another matter all I'm thinking is they were a Division 1 side why didn't he just stay on and think I'll get you up to the Premiership yeah and then you know once you've done that then maybe there's another Scottish Prem job come up or maybe he could move across the then he, then he, yeah, then he can go to the championship when he comes back south or something like I mean, that. But you never pick Rotherham. Rotherham are up and down side. For me, I don't think you do. I mean, you can literally use the to me to you joke here because it's, it's absolutely perfect. It no, it, it is though, isn't it? Because oh, they're always going up, they're always going down. You should never pick Rotherham. You never. I don't, I don't think you should. I, I think you. I, I think you'd rather go for someone like a Millwall. 
that, yeah. can, that yeah. can sort of have proved that they can sort of stay in a division and have got a bit of grit about them. I'd rather them just come up, maybe if they're lucky have one season up and then struggle again. Yeah. It's a bit like Wigan. Well, yes. And I can't now, tell yeah. you how much joy I get out of saying that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we've gone way too negative on the first team. Yeah, because I think we, we should... Uh... Move to something a little bit more optimistic. A little bit more optimistic. A little optimistic. bit, just a tiny little bit. Just a tiny little bit. All right. Well, the ladies, we know yeah. that they had a <laughs> cup match rearranged from the previous weekend. They finally played They had a Tom massive Finney. semi and they had it perfectly. What? I can't... I, what? I was, at this point, I was very surprised to find that it was in a cup game. Oh, you thought it was a straightforward league? Uh, no, I thought it was a friendly. I thought it was. A, I thought because when, especially when I saw the sort of scoreline, yeah, like... I was thinking it's probably some sort of charity game. And then I looked and I was like, "It's a cup game. Oh, it's, it's a competitive a F- game." Yeah. Lanks FA County Cup, incredible semi-final. You know, it's always good when you've got the letters in brackets That's to the confirm one. the score. Yeah. Well, I always do it when we do the local football round. Anything up. above anything above seven. Yeah, that's the seven rule and above. Seven and above. You've got to put the the text in there because. Of course, the classic, you know, when back in the days of the Vidi printer, yeah. if your club came past and you had achieved a scoreline against another team that meant that your score was in written in letters, it was a special day. You know, if it was like Bolton Wanderers 7, Man United nil, never going to happen, but just the first team that came to mind, and it's S-E-V-E-N written next to it, it's like an extra embarrassment. It's like an extra humiliation. Yeah. Go on, Chris. Go on, I'll give you the I'll give you I'll give it to you, I'll give you the honours. Right. Bolton Wanderers ladies won by ten goals to nil against T E N. Imagine if we beat Tranmere on Saturday and we could, and Jim say the first team beat Tranmere. What? The first team beat Tranmere? Yes, the first team beat Tranmere. What the first team beat Tranmere? And we could do this for five minutes at the start <laughs> of next I will, week's podcast. I will say, nothing would give me more pleasure than to beat Tranmere. That's one of my only aims for the rest of this season. I would I, I cannot wait for Saturday of Wanderers it's Live, always just one, in case. It's always one of those things. If we lose that last hour, I'm, I'm going home. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't, I'm playing I, I don't think anyone wants to hear me sniffle through a broadcast crying because we lost a tram here. If, if we do lose, I, I will be a broken man. Because I... I, I dislike Tranmere so much after the the way the way they the way they treated us when we went up there. I've never liked Tranmere. No, I don't. well, you know, back to the ladies football. That's yes, the one, yeah. Screw Tranmere. Back to the ladies. It started off very well indeed because Aaron Slade opened the scoring after two minutes. The second occurred in the sixteenth minute from Safra Newhouse, and then one minute later, even Marcus, he was controlling the Twitter handle that day, said, "Oh bloody hell, I've not had time to update." <laughs> The third goal's gone in, just as I was updating you about the second goal. That happened a minute later, thanks to Rachel Lindell. Then there was a bit of a let-off, I think we can say that, because Slade added to Italian in the 31st minute, and then Safra Newhouse got another on the stroke of half-time. Bolton leading 5-0 at the break at this stage. Not only was it a 10-0 win, it was a perfect 10-0 win. Yeah. Five in each half. Saffron Newhouse completed her hat trick in the 52nd minute and then Slade follows suit in the 74th minute. Then Saff gets a couple more efforts. Five for her and Erin Slade hits a fourth in, I think it was the last minute. It may have been Saffron that scored the final goal. Either way, Bolton won 10 goals to nil. They're through to the Lancashire FA County Cup final to take on Burnley. And it's you know it's going to be a tremendous evening at the county ground in Leyland when that yes. occurs. Yes, indeed. And I, I, to be honest with you, I don't reckon we'll see another 10 in that game. 
I reckon Burnley might put up a little bit more opposition than Sir yeah. Tom Finney. I think, aren't Burnley in the division above the ladies, if I might, remember? Might well be, actually. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, now, you, now you bring it to my attention, I think you might be right there. I'm so not it could go- be a very tough game. Under no circumstances am I going to let that affect what is going to be a very enjoyable night when Bolton do play them. Oh, I tell you, what's the date for that? Do we have the dates for that? No, we don't have the date just yet. We're still yet. waiting for confirmation on that. One thing I do know for certain is I tried getting in touch with them last year just to help out in a couple of cup finals. And yeah. they do like to clump them all together because they always Makes sense. occur, more or less all of them occur at the county ground anyway. Yeah. And it usually starts in the middle of April and it goes on until something like the middle of May. And if you've got it all nicely set up, then why, not? why, why take it all back down again? What's even better is this might not be the only cup final for the ladies to look forward to. Yes, that's to very true. Because they are going to be at home to West Bromwich Albion this Sunday in the quarterfinals of the FA Women's National League plate. That's going to be a two o'clock kickoff at the Schooner Stadium, home of Atherton Calories, but also the Yoma Bolton Wanderers ladies. I well, mean, they've just smashed one big semi. They've got another one on the. Oh no, they could have another one on the way if they're in this quarterfinal. I mean, it's been it's it's an exciting. Season so far for the, for the ladies' team. And just as we've said a couple of times, they're doing quite nicely in Division 1 North, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Because promoted, yeah. consolidating quite well, because there are a fair few teams beneath them oh, in the gotcha. table that are a whole lot worse than them. And we probably misled people a little bit when we first started the podcast. When we, you know, we were having some negative results coming through, we were like scratching our heads, like, oh, I thought we were supposed to be all right. And then we, then we remembered that we'd just been promoted and that it was a new league. And actually, yeah, go. the performance that they've been putting in and been good and the scores that they've been getting and the points they've been racking up were actually pretty impressive. And uh, it was good that we figured that out so we could give a real bit of actual perspective <laughs> on how the women's team are going. And hopefully that relationship between Talking Trotters and the ladies' team can just grow and grow and grow. Well, this Sunday, we're home to West Brom. Yeah. Could be worth announcing that one. Going back to the men's side of things, well, the youth setups, I suppose. Of the course, yes, into, under, the, into the development side of things. Yeah, the Professional Development League for the under-23s didn't go so hot again. They lost 2-0 away to Crow Alexandra on Monday afternoon. Nathan Woodthorpe and Cyrus Onyeka got on the score sheet for the Railway men. And the next match is home to Burnley on Monday the 3rd of February. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. I think it's at the University of Bolton Stadium. I'll try and clarify for certain to see whether that is definitely the case. But one match that did occur quite close to the stadium on Saturday morning saw the under-18s win 2-1 home to Burnley at the Eddie Davis Academy. And their next match is away to Leeds United at Thorpe Arch Grange on the 8th of February, and that's another 11am kickoff. So a bit of a mixed bag, I suppose, for the two teams in the Professional Development League, but nice response for the under-18s after the loss to Barnsley the week before. Yeah, nice to see them getting a win on the on the board there. Again, I think with the development teams, I mean, yeah, look, you want your development teams to be doing well, you want the players to be getting good results and learning in that mould, but it's it's secondary really, isn't it? I might... Results, I know it's at a high level, and I know that they're getting to that age where, you know, results are important and you want to be trying to win, but realistically, if they're developing into good players at Bolton Wanderers, I couldn't care less. Yeah, that's perfectly what the results fine, are actually, it? It's about the development of the players. Yes, winning would be better, and they are at that... That level of football now where the coach and the management squad, it'll be very important to them that they win the games. But realistically, if it's not the first team, it doesn't really matter, I think it? I think it's a real shame what's the how the under-20s and under-18s have had to 
deal with this. this yeah, because yeah. they've you know they've had the knock on of everything because, that's gone on with the yeah, first you, team. You look, you definitely you could see it, couldn't you? The first few games of the season were getting absolutely battered. Yeah, you sort of like have we ruined it? Have we ruined? Have we ruined them? Because mm. you sort of sort of like they've all been exposed so much fitness wise yeah. as well as experience wise, and you sort of you just hope that they can sort of bounce back. And the problem is they're all going to be absolutely shattered. Yeah. Because they've played they've a lot more football at much, you know, much more level. physical, higher level. And then they've had they to go back into there. I think I recall one time the under-18s in that opening month of the campaign, they after they'd lost to Tranmere, they then had to host Watford and they ended up losing by five goals to yeah. one. So that... It can be awful for your development and for yeah. your and yeah. health as well. And on, t- and on top of that, with the youth teams, because we don't have any strength in depth, they're constantly having players plucked out to go and play with the seniors. So they're not a lot of the time they won't have a complete squad that they're cohesively playing within because you've got four, you know, three or four out of the squad in the team or on the bench for the seniors. Yeah. And I assume that... Those players are going to be training with the seniors, so they're not necessarily training with the same team that they're going to have to be playing with if they do get put into the under-23s and under-18s because you'll want them training with the seniors in case they need it for that squad and so they'll have the cohesion there. So I think that that's probably something that's negatively impacted as well. Shall we have a bit of a two-for-one at this stage? Because there were a couple of pieces of... I was going to say transfer business. It's not quite accurate, but it was important anyway in that... One, Dennis Politic has agreed a new deal Great until news. 2026. Yeah, I like, really like Politic. He, he, he looks lively. I mean, he maybe do be finding the goal a little bit more with those long-range efforts, but at least he's having a pop. Yeah, and he is being given game time yeah. as well, which yeah. is a crucial thing. Connor Hall, the other thing that happened on Friday, he's been sent out on loan until the end of the season to National League side, surely. I'm slightly worried this could be the end for Hall. You know what was very bad? I ended up putting both of these uh, pieces of news on our social media accounts. This is what Alex Wright had to say on the Facebook page. I just basically asked, are you happy to see him go out on loan or would you prefer to have seen him stay with the first team? And he said, I'm more than happy. He's never done anything for the first team and he frees up a squad place. And as harsh as that sounds, I think it's correct. Yeah. Because... He has had chances, and he has. He is injury prone as well. He is he? injury can't, prone, can't but he's, he's also he's a name that we've been yeah. told was going to do for bits many, for many years, for a long, long time, and it's just sadly for whatever reason it's just never yeah. materialised. The one thing I would say is if he does well for Chorley, then League Two again, it's planning for the future, getting more experience yeah. in the lower leagues for next season, but. He has had a lot of chances. Now I remember him playing it. Does it a cup game at Leeds last year where he made his debut? I think you remember him coming, out, he coming off the bench, and he he was non-existent, and he did it again in the cup a couple of weeks ago. He was non-existent. But then you know that's it though. You know for players like Connor Hall, it is that point now in the career where it's make or break. It's, you worry, you're either going to get to that level or yeah. you're not. And if he isn't going to get to that level, maybe Charlie's a great place for him to be in the in the national league. They, I'm sure they'll be pleased to bolster their numbers for their attempts to stay in that division and. I'm thinking, you remember Alex Samisady ended up going there three years ago on yeah. loan when Bolton were last in League One, and unfortunately, at the end of that season when they got promoted, he was told, no, I'm sorry, I don't think we've got anything for you here. And you just want, well, thinking about it, it was probably a smart move to let him go, even if he did end up yeah. going to Kilmarnock. But I would wonder, would it be worth Bolton trying in some way, shape or form to get him back? But... I just wonder what his development's been like yeah. over the past three years. 
That's true. That's very true. He had um, something about him, though, didn't he? I remember yeah, seeing he a lot of stuff, but I don't know. I but it's one of them, you know, that's football at the end of the well, day. One, one thing I would say It's an well. unforgiving business, and there is, as much as there is a lot of sentiment for us towards Bolton Wanderers, there isn't a lot of sentiment towards, from any football club to the players, when you've, you know, when you've lived out your usefulness. Yep. See you later, you're and the, and the lower down the leagues you get, the more physical it becomes. Yep. So players like Clough. That's very true. Players like Sammy I Zardy. always said with Clough that he was a premiership player in the way that he played. Yeah. He needed that protection that premiership referees give. Yeah. And outside got, of that... Because when he played in the premiership for us, when he had made a few appearances, you know, when he was still coming through the ranks... Didn't look bad. When we were in the championship and he played a lot, he didn't look bad. But you, you've got that, haven't you? But got... as we got down to League One and, you know, he, yeah, suddenly he's a, he's he couldn't like... cope with the physicality of that division for me. He's a bit like Fraser at Bournemouth. And the he's injuries not, he's not a screwed him up. But he's a, he's a small player yeah. and he's tricky. But the minute you get into League One and League Two, you get pushed Some, over, yeah. no free kick. Yeah. You get picked on no all protection. the time, you saw him get injured. Yeah. And I think that's what we've got to be careful about with some of these youngsters. I mean, that you everybody against Liverpool in the Cup? Yeah, yeah, that I mean, was he a was wonderful brilliant. Night. I mean, granted, on the same kind of on the, at the same game, you could also say, "Do you remember Bogdan against Liverpool in the cup? He was brilliant." Yeah, but I just don't know. I felt I always felt that Clough there was something we missed with Clough, and I don't think it was Clough's fault. I think it was the club's fault in the development of 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 Clough. I, I just think that there was more to him that we could have got out of him. And you said, I it... but I do think that the injuries definitely hampered him. And you could tell when I when I saw him train when he was back on loan, and he 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 had a recurrence of the injury, and he was he was kind of he was back, but he wasn't. You could tell he wasn't confident with it, and I think that that may have had an impact on his career. If you're not confident with a part of your body, then that's that's got to be a disaster for a footballer. Yeah. Well, for anybody in any kind of sport where there's physicality involved, it's a harsh sport. When it comes <laughs> to being a football player, it is very harsh because the unless you are a player like. Kevin Davis, there is no sentiment towards you. It's like Buckley, isn't it? And even a player like Kevin Davis, when the time comes for you to be need to be released, you're released, you let go, you're gone. There's no, you've done X, Y, and Z for us, so we're going to keep you on for a few years, even though you're not good enough. If you're not good enough, you're gone. That's football. Well, that's is, the, that's it, the business. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Buckley have a play for us again now. No, I'm surprised right. because no, because what the, what you've got to think about now is you've got to think. Hill will be looking for players that he can trust. Yeah. And you can't because he gets injured every 10 minutes. Yeah. So you can't. No, I, I, I don't agree. think he'll get another contract in the summer. No, I'd be surprised. I would be very, very surprised if Buckley got another deal at Wanderers, especially after, you know, how disastrous this short-term deal obviously yeah. is turning out to be because now we've got a wage that we're going to have to pay for six months that we're not going to get any return on whatsoever. That's literally dead money. That's yep. literally, they might as well just take that money and lob it round outside TK Maxx <laughs> or Middlebrook, honestly. They might as well. But there you go. But it is it is a shame because, you know, you like to see these players come through and, and do well, but if they ain't going to be up to snuff or if their injury problems are just, like you say, make them unreliable or, you know, unreliable to a degree when you're in a position like Bolton are in, that's not a risk you can be taking, then, sadly, got to go. Got to move forward. There's one other thing that I'm glad you two touched upon, mainly because it happened, I think, a couple of hours before your yes. show tonight. Yes, it did. I spied it and I was like, ooh. Especially considering it's something that I've been saying for a while. 
Yes, well, this was something I believe we ended up discussing. Yeah, Danny was into this as well. Dan. Yeah, well, there's going to be a meeting on the 12th of February over plans to move fans in the upper tiers to the lower tiers in order to improve the atmosphere. I don't think I've quite got the wording of this right, but I'm more or less along those yeah, lines. Yeah, I think aren't that's I? about right. They, what they want to do is they want to sack off opening the upper tiers so we can have a, a better, more compact atmosphere in the lower tiers. That should, in theory, I suppose, help the team more because there'll be more of an atmosphere around them and there'll be more of an encouraging, you know, more volume in the encouragement, I suppose. I mean, granted, there'll also be more volume to any negativity, but that's just the way it goes. I think it's a great idea. It also saves money because you don't have to open the upper tiers and so that's less staffing. And even though we have been taken over, obviously we still need to be watching those pennies. I really can't see any major negatives with it. I, I expect that there's going to be some awkward fans that don't want to move. The one thing I will say is the club have sent out emails to fans that are stationed in the upper yes. tiers or whatever stand it is, just saying, if you want to have your say on this, can you please get in yeah. touch with us by next Friday, the 7th of February, yeah, if you, so. especially if you want to have a place at the meeting that we're going to be holding. Yeah, and so I suppose if you are a fan in the upper tiers of the University of Bolton Stadium, get in touch with the club and uh, give them your opinion because if at the end of the day, if most of them don't want to move, then there's no point doing it because... You don't want to be alienating your fan base just to save a bit of money and get a bit more shouting going say, on. I, I think you should. I think you should just shut it anyway. If I, if I, I sit in the upper tier. Yeah, well, we were I, saying this on the show. I think I, it's a great idea to, to get everybody downstairs and to pump should, that I think, atmosphere I think up. You should, I should think you should shut them anyway. And if they don't want to go, they can, they're can. they not going to stay away. No, that's true, especially if the if upper they, tiers if, are open again in, no, in yeah, the future. Yeah, honestly, I think... But as we said, we could all, you could also can, yeah, compress them one. all into one upper tier. Like, because... The north stand upper is kitted out as the family stand, mm-hmm. and it's got like games consoles in there, in there to give the kids something to do before kickoff and all that kind of stuff. So maybe just slap everyone from upper tiers if they don't well, want to go downstairs. Could, could, slap them in the could, north. You could easily do that because yeah. it's, li- it's <laughs> they're deserted. And then the I, rest I of them just was... get a massive curtain. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked when I looked at the highlights. When they when you see them walking out, so yeah. sparse. I I sit up there. I was thinking, oh, it's, it's not that bad. I was looking at you can make out the macron. Yeah. On the seats. What well, still? Shouldn't I? I know. I know. Yeah, that needs to be fixed as yeah, well. Yeah, but who's paying? Who's paying for new chairs? Well, all them blue chairs you're gonna to have to put in for make it not say Macron anymore. I was going to make a suggestion, but we're in good with the University of Bolton, so I'm immediately shutting up about this <laughs> right away. But then. Again, if you if you have you can't have University of Bolton written across a stand. It'd be tiny if it fits it all in, no one'd be able to read it. I think you just have BWFC and yeah. I've done. Oh, oh that's like not that, a bad yeah. idea, yeah. Something like that. But I think I, I would nothing. assume nothing. Mine. I'd assume that either the contract with Macron for the advertisement across those seats hasn't ended yet. Oh uh, yeah. Or they literally just thought, well, we can't afford to do that, who cares? Oh, we've got other priorities. Yeah. I think that Yeah, that, that's perspective for yeah. you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Shall we change them seats? Well, we could, but shall we, we not? We could, but we could also try and sort out the playing staff yeah. and the yeah. yeah, 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 makes sense. And it means that that, uh, that cool little Minecraft video that uh, the fella did that I used as the video of the week last year, last week on Alternative Sport, where he has built oh, outrageously yeah. accurate model on Minecraft of the University of Bolton Stadium. Took him three years to complete. Honestly, it's mint. Like, it is really I, 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 I've, I've done a bit of Minecraft back in the day. I like building a few things and I like going on some bigger projects. But look like that, three years, geez louise, man. But fair play, it is a cracking 
to do. And that's even got Macron written across the seats. And he makes a comment on the video when he's showing it on YouTube saying that even though it's not the Macron Stadium anymore, it still says Macron on the seats. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think we can take anything away from But that's from still in that. date. That's still in date because it's not changed yet. One last item to discuss. In a couple of weeks' time, Bolton are going to be going over to South Yorkshire to Doncaster Rovers at the Keepmoat Stadium. Nice allocation of tickets, 2,037. We're not going to sell that, I don't think. You don't think so? No, not on a Tuesday night in the middle of school term time, I wouldn't think. If we do, it's very impressive. I thought our term ran from the 17th to the 21st of February. I might well be wrong. If it does, I'm going. (laughs) <laughs> Jack changed his plans on the fly <laughs> Anyway, the price is uh, 21 quid for adults 17 quid for the over 60s and the under 25s 13 quid for the under 22s 8 quid for the under 18s And a five for bad. the under 12s yeah, not bad at all not bad. Not bad. That'll be interesting because uh, we've been getting a lot of stick from Doncaster haven't we, for, uh, Yeah, we have indeed We have indeed, I, I the Donny soldiers thought, getting thought, up yeah, in our grills I thought it was quite funny because uh, Doncaster signed a player yesterday I don't know, it was someone from a yeah. championship side. And there were Bolton fans commenting on it saying, oh, well, they can't play against us because that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love you it. You can't, you can't. <laughs> that was quite funny. <laughs> oh, it's Devante Cole, isn't it? From yeah, Devante Wigan. Cole, that's it, yeah. Right. Someone's, for that that way again, someone's got to write a song about that, oh, that whole incident and all that. <laughs> we, just, we, just, we, for, just for wind them up. We've got Donny on strings, that'd be a... That'd be a good one. Not bad, not bad. (laughs) I should know for this match, there is official coach travel available from the University of Bolton Stadium. 20 quid a person. You have to be at the stadium before half four because that's when the coaches will set off to Donny. Yes, you don't want to be there after that or you'll just be stood there in an empty car park thinking, all balls. Yeah. I mean, you could... I'll be thinking, yes, get in, night in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could try and make an evening of it in the Middlebrook area. It's up to you, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. Only very a tenner and I follow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Very true to say. Yeah. So. And sometimes you get a bit of both the fan comments that's, that's, well. that's another reason why I don't think we'll sell it out. Because it's on the iFollow as well, yeah, of course, because it's not Saturday 3 o'clock. You can watch the game. Yeah, that's very or, true. you can listen to it on 96.5 Bolton FM. The Wanderers Live, sponsored by thesockshop.co.uk. Indeed, get yourself a nice pair of bamboo socks. I still have loads of those socks that I won in a raffle last year. (laughs) I could bring some in on Saturday if anyone's interested. Uh, Do a YouTube video for Saturday Sport showing off your sock shop shops. Socks, sock shop, shit shop. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, sock shop socks. There you go, that's the one. Not sock shop shops. I do have a pair of purple rain socks. Nice. Which is... I don't know why. <laughs> Just bring in your whole sock drawer, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've got enough of... <laughs> Welcome to Saturday Sport Ball the <laughs> Today, we were looking through my sock collection, so join us. <laughs> there you go. That could be your end. That could be your end to, uh, to Wanderers Live. <laughs> um, we're fed up of talking about ball losing, so for the last half now, we're going to go through Chris's sock collection. This one's got a hole in it. What's going on there, Chris? Oh, I thought but... I'd throw that away. <laughs> what the hell's just happened? I don't know. We I've got, got off on one. It happens. We, time we got to time. through fifty minutes without and sensibleness, and yeah. you just can't keep me at bay for that long. 
<laughs> anyway, that's pretty much about all we've got for tonight here on Talking Trot. As I said tonight, it's tonight now when we're doing it, but it could be whatever time when you're listening to it because that's how podcasts work. Yeah, well, we're recording on the Wednesday night and let's look forward to Saturday. We've got a beat tram, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, I will be uh, gutted if we don't. That is, that is the definition of a must-win game. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care if we don't win another game all no. season. If we win on Saturday, I'm happy. Yeah, just just so I can give the Tramia fan a no stick. Yeah. Fair enough, then. Just so I can give him a stick on Twitter. Oh, that's, well, whatever floats yeah. you about, I suppose. Yeah. Social media, it is facebook.com forward slash Talking Trotters. On Twitter, you can get us at Talking Trotters. You can get us on Instagram at Talking Trotstagram. Or you can send us an email. I don't know why I've jumped in. That was clearly Chris's go, but uh, TalkingTrotters <laughs> at gmail.com for your emails. Well, that's it. We are done for this week. It's been quite a nice little 30th episode to celebrate. 30 episodes? Crazy Impressive. stuff. Crazy stuff. Let's see what the next few have to be. Yes, indeed. Until then, good night, Vienna. Good night.